Osley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, been a great day, and it was good to talk to Coach Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, earlier. Now excited to talk to longtime friend, and uh, you've seen him on ESPN Sports Center, Kevin Connors, joining us uh, now. And Kevin, I I understand that you have been uh, slated to work the fabled Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City. I mean, this is. I, I, when I read you on Twitter, it seems like you're more excited about the Atlantic 10 than the Big 12. <laughs> but um, I am excited that you're going to be in Kansas City. In fact, I've even, as of today, trying to divert my plans a bit and perhaps spend a little time in Kansas City. So, uh, but that's, uh, that's very exciting news to know that you'll, you'll be joining the Big 12 for, uh, I think, what will be a very fun tournament. Listen, Matt, we need to get you, we need to, get you to Kansas City. We've got to make that happen. And I'm thrilled. I mean, uh, wh- whoever said no along the way and opened up this opportunity for me, uh, I can't thank <laughs> them enough. But uh, listen, I mean, there are few conference tournaments, if any, in college basketball that will have the intrigue as the Big 12, so I can't wait for March. Now, are you on the set tonight? Uh, are, you, uh, are, you like, uh, are you at your like, cubicle, or you probably have a corner office there. Are you yeah. getting ready to do some uh, – some anchoring, or, or is this like a rare night off for, for Kevin Connors? I'm sort of curious. No, no, no rest for the weary, Matt. No, I'm, I'm on. I'll be in the studio with Sean Farnham tonight on ESPN2. We've got Texas, Oklahoma yeah. starting the night uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern, and then 9 o'clock Eastern. We've got a good one in the Big Ten, Wisconsin, and Indiana. Big Ten, I mean, coin. Who knows in that conference? But I guess that's true of, of so many conferences. To me, Matt, it's like, there are so many good teams this year. It feels like every night you say, "Wow, there are a lot of good games tonight." Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. In uh, that that Oklahoma game, that has some uh, that has my interest a little bit tonight. And uh, you and Farnham, you all do a nice job. Who's that other guy that'll join you every once in a while? Dalen Cuff, I believe it is. And um, and and he, uh, they y'all y'all have a really good crew. And then a lot of nights you're with Greenberg and, and, and that group. I learned my lesson the hard way with Greenberg one time. I had him on years ago, and I I decided to take a swipe at Rick Barnes, which is not shocking for anybody that follows me because of my uh, <laughs> disdain for the Texas Longhorns. That's the wrong guy to take a poke at Rick Barnes around. Uh, Coach Greenberg put me in my place quickly, as I deserve to be. But um, it was uh, – and by the way, Rick Barnes was treated extremely well in his return to Austin. I thought that was a really cool uh, – we've had some cool scenes recently, both at, in Austin and then that deal in um, Lubbock the other night. How great was that? I think you were hosting that night. You were anchoring. That was pretty unbelievable, Kevin. The, uh, the, the, and Baylor has to go there tomorrow night, 8 p.m. I do not like to see the Texas Tech kids have that much time to get prepared for a game, I'm talking about the students more than even the players. That that was one of the great college basketball scenes we've seen in a while. You know, you, you make a really interesting point, Matt, about uh, uh, Rick Barnes coming back to Texas and the reception he got, in large part because of Chris Beard, and then Chris Beard going back to Texas Tech and a very <laughs> different reception that he got. And guess what? Both are good for college basketball. I'm not talking about the – outside the bus, the one thing salute and looking like, you know, the mob with pitchforks and, and torches here, but the atmosphere inside the building in Lubbock to me is great. It's, you know, listen, 
college athletics should be about rivalries. It should be about we don't like you, and we're going to let you know when you come to our building the same way we expect to get it when we go to yours. When it crosses a line, of course, everyone says, hang on a minute. That's not what it's about. But when it, when it is the level of, hey, this is a big game, this is a big return, you gave up on us and we're going to show you you made a mistake, I'm here for that all the time. I, you know, to me, having, having that, in addition to welcoming a guy like Rick Barnes back and, and showing appreciation for what he did at Texas, which was a tremendous job, both of those extremes are really cool. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and uh, boy, our our man uh, from the Army, the great player from uh, former Army guard that was was calling that game. He was very excited about that atmosphere. Talking to Kevin Connors, you see him on ESPN Sports Center. He hosts a lot of their studio shows and does such a great job. Kevin, we're uh, we're uh, hurting in the Baylor Nation because of this uh, Jonathan uh, Chamwachachua. And uh, this injury, I was there the other day, and it was just uh, really, it, it was so bad. It was all those non-contact type in- injuries. It is an ACL. Um, he's a great, great player, great person. You heard Chris Beard talking about it the other day. I thought he showed a lot of empathy and, and was amazing in some of the things he said. How do you, do you look at this Baylor team differently now without Jonathan and, and what do you think of uh, Baylor's chances of kind of being able to survive this and, and, and bounce back from it? You know, you, you lose a player like that, and it is a, it's a, a tough gut punch, right? Because not only are you losing the point production, I think he's somewhere around nine points a game and, and in the neighborhood of seven, seven rebounds a game, um, but he's an energy guy, and he's a, he's a defensive player, and he's a presence in the paint, and those are tough to overcome. Now, now there are a lot of teams in the country that would never be able to overcome that. I think one of the luxuries that Scott Drew has is that the team has depth. Um, and you guys know way better than I do um, how many injuries this team has had to deal with this year. So this is a Baylor team that's had to go to players to get them minutes, had to see guys mature quicker than maybe they normally might. I'm thinking of Ken Brown, even though he's a five-star guy. I think he's had to play bigger moments and minutes than, than maybe they thought at first. Can Baylor overcome losing JTT? I, there's no question, but is it, is, is it a big-time loss? Do you look at them a little bit differently in terms of being able to win a national championship? I mean, you lose a guy who's that important to your rotation. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Kevin, they need they need uh, when Kansas comes in. I think that game's on February twenty sixth. That's a game they need to. And I'm not even saying they have to win the game, but I'm saying sometimes when there's an ugly, ugly loss like what happened that uh, old couple of Saturdays ago, that was that was scary bad. You know that that just that that one got away from them. So I think that's going to give them opportunity getting Kansas into home. And I think. This challenge at Tech is going to be really interesting. This Tech team that Mark Adams has put together, and like anything, the Big 12, they'll lose some games here and there. They're, they're not, you know, you, nobody just, Baylor rolled through the conference last year except for the COVID period. The year before, they kind of rolled through the conference, but then Kansas got them at the end of the year. This year, nobody's rolling through here. I mean, anybody can beat. I'm trying to think. Is there any, even Kansas State? We've kind of thought of Kansas State as a gimme over the last couple of years. We thought Iowa State that last year. That's all changed. But I, I, I find this Tech team 
fascinating because it's it's different than the beard teams in some of the personnel, but the defensive intensity is still there. I would say if I had to say what's different than a beard tech team, I, I there may be more scoring involved on any team that I've seen at tech since that team that obviously almost won the national title. You're right. I mean, you know, first of all, the job that Mark Adams has done there, uh, you know, similar to Scott. I mean, boy, you go up and down the Big 12. I mean, how many how many tremendous coaches are there? I sit in studio and when we watch Baylor, you know, it's it's I'm amazed at at how well players adapt to the system, to the to the um to the culture at Baylor. Um and 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 that's true at Texas Tech, obviously. You know, I think Mark Adams has, has retained some of the culture that they had there, obviously, with Chris Beard. You bring in a guy like Bryson Williams. I mean, you know, I I will anytime I talk about Bryson Williams, I'll think about the Kansas game, that that double overtime game where mm-hmm. he dominated that game. You know, I mean, Terrence Shannon, obviously injuries here, but you know, a, what a beast he is! You've got to prepare for Terrence Shannon, McCuller, O'Banner comes in from Oral Roberts, and you're getting a guy who's indoctrinated into the Texas tech culture right away. Um, it's neat to see the identities of teams. They're different. Kansas, Texas tech, Texas, Baylor in the big 12. Um, and just how, how much the coaches get them to adapt to those cultures has been fun. But Texas tech scares me as much as any team in the big 12. I think that they, the way that they can make you play the way that they want to play um, is a weapon that I don't know that there are too many teams in college basketball have. All right, you see what I'm trying to do here. I'm getting you ready for the Big 12 tournament. I mean, we're talking about a lot of these <laughs> things. I mean, you, you're going to nail this thing. It's a great assignment, and uh, I've seen different folks do it over the years. Seems like Doug Stone or somebody like that. Brendan Manzer has been involved. You're going to be right in the middle of that thing. It's a great time. And, uh, by the way, have you spent much time? I mean, you're, you're a guy that uh, studied up in the Northeast. Have you, uh, have you been to Kansas City? Have you, uh, have you gotten to know that, that city at all? Never been. You know, I, I am a Northeast guy. Went to school, grew up on Long Island, went to school in upstate New York. So getting to cover Big 12 games a couple of years ago when I got to call some, as I did, it was, it was my first time to Waco, my first time to to still to Norman. I got to go to Morgantown and Ames. Ames, coldest day I've ever spent in my life was a March day in Ames, <laughs> Iowa. So uh, it was it was a neat opportunity to get to be a part of Big 12 basketball and to get to do it again in a, another city I've never been to. Um, I'm uh, I'm starting the keto diet right away, so when I get to Kansas City, I can enjoy it. Yeah, don't don't get uh, don't try to you know come on there and rank it ahead. You'll lose a lot of your Texas audience if you try to play the KC barbecue <laughs> up too much. All right, okay. so let's let's not go over the top because Texas really prides itself unbelievable barbecue. But I will try out if I if I make the trip, I'll try out some of that KC barbecue as well. One of the cool things you do is follow the uh, mid majors, and you in fact you have some mid majors rankings that you do. I mean, it's kind of like your answer to whatever the Billis, whatever Jay does, you know, his top fifty or something, and and um, but but you're not quite as pompous as as Jay, and I say that in good in good fun. <laughs> uh, you, uh, but I like the way you do it, the way you present it. Uh, UNT is a team I'm very fond of. In fact, my one of my fraternity brothers, the head coach Grant McCaslin, one of my Baylor fraternity brothers, 
What a cool program that way. You know, they beat Purdue last year in the tournament. Is that a team that you see? I'm trying to think where you have them now in your top ten because uh, I've been kind of monitoring your mid-majors uh, in which teams you really like there. Where do you have the uh, the mean green right now? poll comes out on Thursday, and all I can tell you is they ain't going to be at number seven for too much longer. They're moving up. Uh, nice. You know, it, 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 Matt, the way to put it in perspective is this. North Texas has lost one game since Feast Week. I mean, think about that. Think about how long ago Thanksgiving was, and this team has lost one game since then. And they're not playing in a conference where, you know, you run roughshod and, and, and you're expected to win every game. And CUSA has some 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 good teams in it. Um, they're playing at a totally different level right now. Um, McCaslin's done a great job. They've got tremendous balance, but obviously the strength of this team is they're allowing the fewest points per game in all of Division One, 55 points per game. Um, the other night they held their opponent, I want to say it was Rice, to 40, I think it was 44 points, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend. So, you know, look, who wants to play against the style that, that that's going to make you earn everything for 40 minutes? And that travels in the NCAA tournament. That travels in conference play when you're playing a second, third, fourth game in as many days. So, sure, I really I, I like this team. CUSA is tough. Uh, UAB is a really good team. Louisiana Tech is a good team. But North Texas is as good as anybody. And uh, I'm just excited that you're talking about the poll and that we're talking mid-major hoops right here. Yeah, we can do that anytime you want, although some of my unsolicited uh, advice to you as far as, like, good stories for your poll, I, I don't feel like maybe they're – I feel like they're falling on deaf ears, but I'll continue to send those along to you. Uh, for some of the great <laughs> some of the great stories. I think some days you would rather maybe not hear from me quite as much. But, uh, by the way, Long Island, also the home to my longtime pastor, who went on to be the quarterback at University of Miami, in fact, he was uh, sort of billed as the last no-name quarterback before Jim Kelly got to Miami. But he grew up on Long Island, and his father was a, um, what do you call that, like a, uh, he was a boat captain. You know, like uh, the, he, the, um, the tow boats or whatever the, that, that would be out there on the island and doing all that out Staten Island. Um, sure, yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah ferry boat, he was yeah. He was a pilot, I guess you would call that. But uh, anyway, so we talk. We, who's are we talking? Vinny Testaverde here? <laughs> no, no. This is uh, his name is George Mason, and uh, he was a uh, he was a good quarterback along the time when they had that great running back who ended up with the Giants, O.J. Anderson. That, oh, okay. Uh, so it's this pre. Okay, okay. Pre Jim you. Kelly. So we got to go. Right. We're going back to like mid seventies. 76 they would have played the pittsburgh panthers along that time and you know who was playing running back for pittsburgh at the time it would have been a man named tony dorsett so oh yeah of course is, yeah this, well testaverde is a long island guy that went on to play at miami so i thought that i thought that's where we're going there but but, no, but, but yeah no the only thing that the uh testaverde was definitely not my pastor but yes uh but i did get to know Vinny. <laughs> Back in the day, and, and Romo to this day would tell you that uh, no player had a more significant impact on his career than Vinny. Uh, nice. Now, if we brought up Drew Bledsoe, it would be a different story. <laughs> I think Drew saw the writing on the wall that Tony was about to replace him, so that relationship wasn't as great. But Vinny was at the end of his career, and, um, and, and Vinny was uh, amazing. In fact, I, you know, Vinny then came back. You remember that year? He came back with the Panthers and was still playing, 
into his well into his 40s. So anyway, that, that I've always was told nobody made more money outside of football than Vinny. Even though I think Vinny might have gone through a divorce, Vinny Vinny knew how to get it done in a in a business sense and has made a I, it must be something with Long Island folks. I was going to say we Long Island folks are savvy. You understand that, Matt? <laughs> yeah, the only time you use your Long Island uh, accent is when you say things like uh, tournament, tournament, or something like that. <laughs> Everything else you sound, you do not sound Northeastern, but you, the tournament thing gives you away. <laughs> it's a street. I also, I also call, uh, uh, my, my wife tells me the name is Mario, but for New Yorkers it's Mario, so that's another tell. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just don't, don't, don't show up at the Big 12 tournament. We can't, we can't have any of that. And you, you learned right away, I'm sure, to say Baylor, you know, we, we have issues with people who like to say Beller, and that is a struggle. That's a struggle for, for Baylor fans. But uh, I think you, 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 you figured that one out quickly back in the day. Listen, uh, that, that's an easy one. If that's my biggest challenge, then, then we're all good. But I mean it. <laughs> of all the assignments that, that you could get, um, you know, listen, the SEC has been great. Big Ten's interesting. Pac-12, good weather. But give me the Big 12. I'm, I'm fired up to get out there, and I'm fired up to see some really good teams. Oklahoma State yeah. is a team. Who wants to play them? So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I like how you're bringing the enthusiasm. We all know you'd rather see Murray State and anything that has to do with the A-10, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll accept you into the Big 12. Kevin, it was fun catching up with you. Always love doing it, and uh, hopefully uh, get to see you in Kansas City. Look forward to it, Matt, anytime. Okay, there he goes. Kevin Connors from ESPN, one of their uh, really good anchors. does a lot of sports center, and is just a tremendous guy and have enjoyed getting to visit with him uh, quite a bit. We, we seem to end up texting uh, a lot during games and that kind of thing. Fun guy.